0: You're listening to another episode of the Just Go Bike Podcast.
1: That's a.k.a. Murph. And that's AP. And this is the podcast where we talk about cycling just for the fun of it. With tales from all over the nation, come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. Well, hello, Murph. Hello, AP. Here we are again in person recording. That's right.
0: We are in the Venture Cycling World HQ as we speak.
1: Yes, and listeners can't see this, but right behind you is the Parrot Talk Studios logo.
0: Oh, that's right. I am at home, at home today. We just finished unloading a giant truck full of things from the Ride the Rockies warehouse to consolidate Uh into this warehouse. I have never seen so many coolers for water.
1: Oh, wow. All right.
0: So we have about 50 of those in the warehouse right now. So kind of a cool operations day Mm -hmm. for the Venture Cycling team as we start to try to uh, really reassess after the rides to see what we've got see where we're going and I think that leads us perfectly into today's
1: episode. Yes so a great segue thank you AP. You're welcome. Um, we have a special reoccurring guest on and he is Matt Fippin.
2: Well, hello, ladies.
1: Hey. So I'm sure most listeners know, but Matt Phippen is the executive director for RAGBRAI. And since I'm here at the office today, of course, you guys were unloading a truck. We thought it'd be a great opportunity for Matt to sit down and kind of get all of us in the podcast world up to date on what's happening in Ragbri and he said yes. Yes, yeah, so so, I will
2: always say yes. <laughs> talk about RAGBRAI anytime.
1: So thank you, Matt. Um, you know, here we are recording this in almost Halloween time. Um, so does that mean you're just kind of sitting back laying on the couch every day or are you, what are you doing each day?
2: Uh, I would love to tell you that I'm just I'm not stressed about anything right now (laughs) 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 it is is smooth sailing Uh, you know, we had our fall ride, which was awesome. Yeah, It was a great day for a fall ride. Uh, we are in cross season. So we had our, you know, we did a cross race this last weekend uh, the grand was a event that we went on and kind of played a role in. Mm-hmm. So definitely ramping up the fall festivities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a big fall guy. I love sweatshirts and jeans and, you know, stocking cap. That's yeah. kind of my, my weather, but no, we are, we are full game on for 51. Um, We've already had multiple meetings with, you know, DOT just talking through roads and what the projects look like this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, because you could, you know, in your brain, think of where you want to go. But if we don't have the roads to get there, we're not going in that direction. So
1: um, I knew it. I knew. I don't think there's probably ever a time in the year where you just hang out on the couch, right? Oh,
2: well. No, really <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Yeah, the last time that we were actually on the couch. Yeah, I try to find some contact every once in a while if I can find uh, 30 minutes in my day to kind of relax a little bit online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's have, a lot. Have, Yeah, having three girls and you know a very active lifestyle oh, like there's sure. really no no there's no there's no rest. And you know I I people I talk to I'd rather be. I'd rather live that where I'm constantly busy than just yeah. looking at it and go well now. What should we do? Because there's just nothing going on. So I do like being busy. Plus, with like how my brain works, I don't think my brain never really turns off. Right. So <laughs> I, I try to find it's, ways to stay. But to it's stay such
1: busy. a unique time of the year because uh, you know I'm speaking as a ragbri rider. You know I'm I've done my ragbri 50. I um I don't put my bikes away ever. I bike year round. But I've transitioned from the you know the, the skinny tire bike to more of the fat tire bike because the seasons are physically changing in addition to uh, metaphorically, but yeah. tell us um, what happens this time of year as far as um, executive director type things.
2: Sure. So obviously we've been doing a lot of recaps with, we did the towns right out of the gate. So in August, we kind of did our farewell tour with the towns. Um, and with that, we discuss wins and losses. You know, we want to know, you know, we want to hear how the towns won, but we really want to learn how we can get better and, and make you know changes for for the future, um, because it's, it is good to hear all the good things, but you have to hear the bad things too to be able to, to be yeah. able to get better. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the good news is there was a lot of really really good things, a lot of great things in some of these small communities that truly capitalized on the event. And um, you know, I've always said if you if you believe in your community that you're going to make millions of dollars, you're going to you're going to lose. And the towns yeah. that showcased their communities and said we're only going to do what our town can do. And that's it. Those are the towns that you hear these amazing stories of, uh, you know, churches getting 15 to $17,000 selling baked goods. And it's like you hit a home run and it's the towns that the, the riders look forward to because they know a town of 200 that turns into a town of 50,000 that day, you know, that's, that's not a normal thing for them. So, uh, when you have every, you know, every person in the community all hands on deck pulling this event off. You know, the riders definitely noticed that, and then and, and they gave back. So, um, no, yeah, we did the, the town recaps. That turned out really good for us. We learned a lot of really great things. And then it's getting to the bike shops. It's getting to we just had a charter meeting, you know, last week talking to charters about, you know, the 50th for them and, you know, the future years for that. But it's just we want to hear kind of, you know, how everything went and learn as much as we can so we can actually, you know, put a fork in 50 and, and start thinking about 51.
1: And um, I'll also speak on behalf as a rider because, you know, year 50 was a very unique year because it was hyped up as the 50th. It was a lot of teams and individuals were like, I want to do RAGBRAI 50 specifically because it's RAGBRAI 50. So where do you go from that when you come to RAGBRAI 51?
2: Well, I think for for us, it's it's one of those years where you look at it and go like, it's now, we, we got to nail it because people are coming for 50. And you know, you, you talk to people after 50 and they want to come for 51. Mm. And the problem is, you know, you can't, you know, you can't take 50 numbers to some of these towns that are going to be in the future, future Russell. They just can't, they can't support it where, a central route based on what we did for 50 having larger communities that have the infrastructure to pull it off makes makes the ride easy
1: wait it, are you saying you're doing the same route oh uh, gosh how <laughs> hungry <laughs> would that be I mean it'd
2: be it, we, and we joke about the t- with, with these towns but if we went back for round two oh my gosh every town knew exactly where they fell short yeah uh, you know the charters knew where they were camping and where the people were showing up the riders knew how to g- I mean you you would roll into that town going oh I remember this place because yeah. I was here a year ago yeah you know it, it would make the easier but that's just not how the ride works you're right yep you, you right. know and i think from uh from a planning standpoint, that'd be fantastic for us because then we could have some couch time where mm-hmm. I could just relax for a little while and not worry <laughs> about things. But you know, writers want a different location, they want a different community. Plus, you know, what we're seeing too is we've sent out you know our, our town application letters, we're getting town letters back saying we want rag brai. Yeah. You know, and that's I think we've had over the last two years, you know, with year one for me being 49, where you had, you know, 70 degrees and tailwinds, and people called it one of the best rag ever. And then you have year fifty, which was, you know, 110 degrees most days <laughs> where people were melting and headwinds and you still heard one of the best drag oh, ever because yep. of it was challenging and there was so many cool things that happened so now you go into 51 going okay one where do we go where can we go from a standpoint of if the riders still want to come and show up and you know that that first year rider wants to be now a second year rider from an infrastructure standpoint a town that can support that and you know the, the big thing is the, the town. That you find may support it, but because of DOT and county projects, you can't get there. Mm. So then you have to think about okay, what's Plan B look like? So there's a lot of behind the scenes, you know, kind of getting feelers on what's going on because you don't want to call a you know a town or a county county guy and say, hey, what what projects do you have? Why is Reg coming? And mm. you 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 have to be very very careful. So you kind of have to go backdoor, get some backdoor conversations with people to find out. Okay, do you know a guy or a gal in this area that you could just you know reach out to? Ask them how they're doing and what kind of Projects they have, work, they have they have going and just you know just kind of help us out a little bit because I mean if we if we truly could get everybody in the room the conversation would, would go really really easy but because the ride is a secret yeah. and we announce in January and you know I, I always call it's the biggest gender reveal party in you know in the in the state because you're announcing where we're going and it means so much to so many people that you want to keep it as quiet as possible and I'm I'm also smart enough to know that it will get out there, there will be bits and pieces that will get out sure. But if we can build a team with the DOT and our you know our, our county agencies that can help us keep this quiet, and we can all be on the same page. We then can get it to the towns earlier, the counties earlier, so they they can start planning and not feel like oh we find out about this in January we now have a smaller window to to, to plan mm-hmm. and you know in January we just announced the overnight towns we're still locking in a lot of the pass-through towns because yeah. you got to get you got to get there too and you know there's nothing worse than a pass-through town hearing about it through someone else and then you get a phone call as the director and you have someone that's upset because they heard it through a channel that wasn't wasn't us so it definitely puts you know puts us in. A, a bad spot. So, uh, yeah, or, I mean, right now we're just talking to the DOT. We're getting applications back in. All the applications are due by the 31st of October. I have a stack on my desk I've been going through, and there's no's on there, and you read through the no's, and like you can see why there's no's. But I think a lot, what I've found in my, my last two years, towns say no out of the gate because it is a lift and they don't feel they have the ability to pull it off and i i can now go back for 2 years and say i can give you contacts in a bunch of communities that are small and large and just finding the right people makes makes it all work you put the best build the best you know committee you you put the right people in the right seat on the bus they can pull it off we saw that you know with some small towns that you know early on said no but they came around and like you know we now have 100 percent after two years of every time we went through said if it ever comes back through the area give us time to breathe don't come <laughs> back next year <laughs> yeah. but we would we would we would say yes again for you because of the experience that we had
1: that's
0: huge well, and i think that changing the time that we m- not publicly plan the route but where we talk to the dot we bring them to the table we extend that time and give everyone just a little bit more time to think about and process and plan has been a really important change that we've made over even just your two years since quote unquote the old days. I think it's really helped a lot it's one of many things that we've improved to try to well, make it better I think
2: they feel like they're they're a part of something now you know you know in, in the past years maybe the route was just dropped in and say okay this is where we're going help us figure it out where now we're talking through mile by mile and going okay if we go here what's this look like if we go there what's it look like yeah. where can't we go and you know you know we made changes last year and even the previous year that because of projects pulled us off a road that i thought we should go on but the DOT or whoever the county said no to it they put us on better roads yeah you know yeah. Um, roads that they just know better better than I do and sure. from a scenery standpoint from just a quality of road it, it got better so like I've told them I said I want to be able to look at you at the end of this and feel like we've we pulled this off together it wasn't just regbri with all the wins but it was it was us winning together yeah. And I think that's you know when you're in the in the 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 room with these guys and gals, you know, there's, there's a level of excitement. You don't feel that, you know, walking in it's us versus them. You feel like it's us together. And Mm -hmm. I I think that's, um, a good building block for, for future. But for for me being the director, like that's how we win. Yeah, Mm -hmm. We surround ourselves with amazing partners that help us pull it off together. And, you know, if we wouldn't have had amazing partners in 50, I don't know if we could have finished the ride because of everything that kind of got thrown at us.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you were talking about, um, working, going to the towns from rag by 50 and sort of getting their wins, their losses, everything. I just want to kind of talk about the case study of early Iowa, because yeah. I feel like there's such a good example of how important it is to work with the towns and truly be on the same page about, what Rag Bright, what it means to have ragbright in your community
2: yeah i mean early was a town for us that you know played a major role because it got us across highway 20 safely you, if you remember back to year 49 we had to cross highway 20 we had to zigzag over it well because of the road we got to, to go you know it made the route a lot easier so you know being in that that area early had to be on the map there was there was mm-hmm. like from my perspective there was no other way around it year 2 for me you know, Anne and I are doing our first year. You know, our sec- sorry, our second year of travels together, and you know, we, we go into the um, you know the the city office, and there's a young lady behind the desk, and you know, I say, hey, I'm Matt with Ragbri, and she looks at us and she says, yeah, we don't like you around here.
1: <laughs> oh no way!
2: And it's like okay. This is how it's going gonna, it's gonna to go. So, like, my instant, reno you know, gut reaction is, like, well, is there anybody else that I can talk to that may like us? <laughs> um, but, it, you know, it, like, it was honesty, right? I mean, sh- the last time Reg Brat came through, th- there, was n- there wasn't a win there. Yeah. You know, they lost. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, things happen, and, you know, the, I, we don't need to go down that road. But yeah. from yeah. my perspective is, okay, now I have a major roadblock. In front of me, that's going to possibly make us have to change the route, and I don't know how we're going to pull it off because we, I can't go back to the DOT and say, "Hey, we need to zigzag again because this is going to cause problems." We need early on the map, so we asked for a meeting with the mayor. The mayor showed up and she was a sweetheart, and we just started talking through things and explained to them how this this team is different than the last team, and I, you know, one of the biggest things that we changed was. In 49, we didn't do it, but in 50, we did. We gave money back to these pass-through towns, which if you you look at it, you go, duh, like they should be getting money right out of the gate because they're probably the town or the community that needs it the most because they're the smallest. Mm -hmm. You know, so when we said, hey... We, we understand you had a bad experience things have things are changing we want to be able we want to be here more than we, g- we gave them the plan but we also want to offset your budgets and be able to give you money right out of the gate so the first thing you can do is book porta potties yep. Not have to go out and fundraise not have to go lean on your local donors that donate to every little event that you do we want to give you money right now and it, w- it was you know five thousand dollars out of the gate that we said okay we want to well give us your, your numbers here we'll deposit into your account and then instantly you can start making things happen and when, when th- that switch got flipped, you could tell the, the feeling in the room changed. They didn't say yes yet, but they weren't saying no. Yeah. And, you know, so we said, I kind of chew on it a little bit. We're going to finish our, our tour. And, you know, it, it was just one of those things where, you know, me loving rag Bri as much as I do and, and loving rag Bri, it's getting a kick in the stomach. And you're like, gosh, how are we going to be able to win them over? And, you know. I'm the new guy. They're meeting and you know for the for the first time, and it's like we're we're trying to win you over, and it, I'm trying to explain how things are going to be better. And at the end of the day, it's like if they do say yes, well, we got to make sure things are better. Yeah. And you know the the route changed a little bit like last time we went through early. It was the last town before the overnight. It was hotter than heck that day, so yep. riders just you know got there quick where they were going to be the, the breakfast stop for one of the first towns out of the gate well, you fast forward to 50 and, you know, I pulled into the town and it was, it was mass chaos. Yeah. People everywhere. Um, You know, I walked up to the mayor and she like gave me the biggest hug and (laughs) the, the smile and you could just see that they were winning, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things like you almost like, under your breath, say, yes, and fist pump a little bit because you want to see that happen, you know, meeting with them on a, on a regular basis, you know, having conversations, you know, going to them when they had questions about things, just to show that we were going to be there, we were going to help, um, and then to see it all kind of work out and, you know, truly be successful in, in front of them was was fantastic, and, you know, they were a, a town that afterwards said, yep, next time it comes through, if it's close, you give us a call, we'd love to host again.
0: Yeah, I think it's just, I mean, you glossed kind of over the seed money and giving them a, a boost. I don't know if you listeners realize how much a porta potty costs ahead of the gate to provide those banks of porta potties is thousands of dollars. Yeah. And not everyone has that kind of money just sitting around, even a town.
2: Yeah, and it's it's one of the you know it's one of the things that you need to get out right out of the gate because you know you had 38 communities on route this year. As soon as they all say yes, that's the first thing they're doing. So they're yeah. they're, they're booking porta potties. Yeah. So then it turns into this racket of well, this company's sold out, so now we're trying to find a different company, and right. this company is now 25 bucks more expensive. So you you want to be able to jump on that right away and lock those in. And you know, in previous years, they had to look at what they had for funds, which was mm. usually nothing and then they'd look around the room kind of past the hat and go okay is coming through put some funds in this we got to buy some porta potties yeah. and you know for, for us to be able to say don't worry about that worry about building your committee worry about you know building this this event space and don't live outside your means don't do things that you know are going to are going to cost you and your committee lots of money because writers don't need that they want a great experience they want to see your town thrive and they want to give back to that they don't need all these this extra stuff they can get that somewhere else just do what you can do and don't live outside your means and know that at the end of this you're not going to be millionaires but you know the the towns that showcase their community are the, the are the towns that truly won this year.
0: Yeah, you could easily be a thousandaire. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure.
2: <laughs> so absolutely.
1: Um, I want to go back to the the DOT comment, which yeah. is kind of how we started. Um, because as you're talking, I'm just like thinking backwards, right? So you've got to get the overnight towns to sign on. Then you've got to get the pass through towns towns to sign on. But none of that can happen if the DOT is not signing on to what roads you think you want to use and i think it's i think everyone knows this but DOT stands for Department of Transportation so will you maybe dig a little bit deeper like um does the DOT decide the exact route or do the towns decide the route or do you or is it all of you together
2: it's the way the way i want it is we're all doing this together um you know i've kind of laid out you know i went down a rabbit hole one night i grabbed maps and like literally at my desk closed door in my you know in my house and i'm drawing you know routes for the next 10 years where we should go where haven't i gone yet where do i you know where where do i think would be really really cool and you know like i told everybody you know uh a route it looks good on paper But Mm -hmm. until you start diving into it, you may end up, you know, shredding it and starting over. So, you know, we we, me, whoever you want to call it, like starts plotting a route and I have routes laid out. And then, you know, obviously we send out applications to the towns because we, we want towns to be able to bid for it and say we want it. And, you know, we got, we got you know, that, that week it went out, we had towns from this year calling saying, so we got this letter in the mail <laughs> that says, Bray wants to come back. Are you really coming back here again? And it's like, no, like it goes out to everybody. So I said, please fill it out, you know, send, send it back and so we can keep, keep a file. But for me personally, I want to be able to have a file Or a playbook of towns that say yes so when i'm looking at a route i can go to my file and go well there's here's four towns three out of four towns said they were interested in doing this it makes my job easier Mm -hmm. so you know we we draw out the routes we you know we, we have we have some different you know ways of, of doing things and then we we sit in these meetings and you know the the dot pulls all their road projects in and they have like a five-year plan and so they know kind of where things are happening now projects change projects get bidded earlier money shows up and now this you know a project that was supposed to start in august is now you know getting pushed in may so like there's all these moving parts that you know a rider wouldn't by the time they ride never have to experience so we we check that out, and if their roads look good, then we can start having deeper conversations, and that's kind of where we're at. We, we have we have some spots now where we know it could be good to, depending on where the route could go. They feel good about it, you know, and then that's just one little tie. The next tie is county, you know, so you know the. The DOT says, our roads are good. Now you have to talk to all the county guys oh, and gals. Oh, man, I didn't even think about that aspect. To see if they're good with it, too. And because their projects are not on the same spreadsheet. So, you know, you might have to use a state road that connects to a county road, back to a state road, whatever that looks like. And you have to have everybody on, on board with it. So as long as, you know, you roll the dice and the county says, yeah, there's no projects on this road. We're good with it. And then you you talk to, you know, you, you look at, okay, now that we've talked to the DOT, they're good. Now we talk to the county. The county's good. You know, now we need to talk to the town to make sure the town's good. So if you check the two boxes then you go into the town and the town says, yeah, we don't want you. Now it's like, well, now what do I do? Like I've talked to two out of three. I'm feeling really good about this. And because of the town saying no, we might have to change the route. And, you know, last year we had had some towns that, or we had a, a town that said no to it. So we had to make a change and there's nothing we could do to to persuade them or show them that, that well why we can make this work and you know because of that change took off a, another community prior to that because we couldn't we had to go through one community to get to the other sure so we had to we had to re- root out some things mm. but that's the in a perfect you know scenario everybody says yes 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 and then we're, we're going this way but if you have yeah. one person or one group throw you a curveball and say no depending on where that is in the process you have to fi- you have to figure that out sure. so I would love to tell you that the route is dialed in, it's good to go, but it's not we're still waiting on the applications to come in because we're, you know, there's they're still showing up. And then once we get those all received, you hope that where the route possibly could go, there's a town that says we, we want we want you there. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I think the way we're doing things for the future will change some perspectives on the towns doing more, but we're already seeing based on the last two years of history and there's a lot of momentum around Rag right, right now. We have towns already reaching out prior to the application saying, Hey, how do I do this? How do yes. how do I get my town on the map?
1: Well, and it's actually a little bit mind blowing to think that you're able to announce the route the end of January, knowing all of those different moving parts. Um, But I know, you know, we have to announce the route because then all these communities need to start preparing Preparing. and, you know, the marketing side of things. And uh, for me, you know, getting my booty on a trainer so I can be ready for it. So that's all of that's just crazy.
2: Yeah, it'll be it'll be fast forward, you know. I mean, we're we're busy right now, but we still have there's still a lot that needs to be done from now till January before we can announce and there will be like I told Jay earlier like I would love to tell you that I'm not stressed. I am stressed because until we get every town to say yes and the route is technically finalized, now we're just dialing it in, there's going to be those stress points where you just you, it's kind of the fear of the of the unknown. And, you know, when you have so many people that have such a massive love for this ride, you want to do it right and you want people to go oh i'm so excited about this this year um but yeah there's just there's there's so many cool towns we could we could go to that just have so many awesome things to offer
0: and the route isn't even ever truly dialed in until we finish the route inspection and we ensure that the route is good for riders yeah yeah, yeah
2: that june i mean that's kind of the last time we make any major changes and you hope that you've done enough leading up to that so there is no major changes and you know the last two years they're really be, besides a bridge being kind of you know throwing us a curveball we've 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 pivoted both times but there is really knock on wood there hasn't been anything major that would make us change it after the fact mother nature is really the only one that plays a role if she comes to town and destroys something you know like we have done in the past where you know the a park was flooded we had to change yeah. change the route but um if everything i mean if that box gets checked and mother nature stays away then the, the route can happen
1: how do you think um, year three for you, you know, it's RAGBRAI 51, but year three for you, you know, going into that, your first year was just that, you know, brand new, you know, Ragbri inside and out, but now yep. you're a director. Then you go into the 50th, the 50th which was, you Mass know, chaos. all eyes on Iowa, on Ragbri and on you. Uh, how do you think it's going to be different now that you're going into RAGBRAI 51?
2: I, you know, I don't, I, I was... Year one for me, I wasn't as stressed because, you know, I, I had an amazing team around me. You know, the, the route had to get dialed in and we were building the route constantly from, from day one. Um, and, you know, I, I, what I, I can go back to it and say is I was the new guy. You know, I could fly sure. under that radar of being the new guy. Well, year two, you're not really the new guy anymore because you've been you've been around it. So, you know, the 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 phone calls and the emails that Ann and this team would get, I'm now getting I'm now getting them more. And they, they want to know what's going on more. And there were like to your point earlier, there were so many eyes around it and so many people and organizations thinking one thing or hearing something or, you know, I mean, the the, the comments on social media about this or, or that. I mean, there was just a lot of eyes, you know, positive in some directions and, and negative in other directions. So you just knew that because of the event, because of the scale, because of it being a unicorn where you're going to register what you're going to register and then people show up, you really don't get to appreciate that or understand it until you stand in Sioux City at Expo Day and you look around and there's people everywhere and it's jam-packed and you talk to the vendors and they're selling out of things. You talk to the bike shops, they're selling out of things, you know, day zero for us and, you know, people are still coming. Like, not not everybody's there yet. You know, talking to right before the concert, you know, talking to that committee, how there's some campgrounds getting kind of overrunning and, and, and crowded because of people still showing up and it's like, okay, What's what's gonna happen what's gonna happen? Is this gonna is this gonna work? And then you have the the concert and it was a great night and you know, we went to bed feeling really, really good. And you know, then the next morning you wake up and there's a three hour line at baggage. And that was kind of the first, you know, punch in my gut of like, Okay, we can't do this. You know, this entire time leading up to this, we've been promoting get on the route at six AM. A lot of people, you're going to want to get up early and do this. And now, because of our baggage, people are getting on the road at 9 a.m. or 8 yeah. a.m., two hours behind what we wanted to be on the road. And, you know, I didn't go to social media, which was probably smart, but, you know, there was a lot of backlash from, from that standpoint of, you know, Reg Bryce sucks, this, they're screwing up, this is a bad deal. So we had to pivot. So we were literally talking about, you know, talking, how do we how do we fix this? How do we make it better? And we were we, we even brought an extra trailer to, to carry the load, but that was the the first punch in the gut for me that day going, Okay, this is day one. We have a lot of days left. We have to figure this out. Yeah. And we didn't and it it got better. But then you you know, then you get a, a phone call from SAG one and he says, Hey, we have full SAGs. Um, five miles outside of Sioux City, going Whoa. into Storm Lake, and I said, "Stop! Don't do this to me right now." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we gotta get going. He goes, "No, seriously. We have all our sags are full, and there was a casey's as you leave. Um, if you, as you leave at the first town, Sioux City, and it bikes are upside down." So people dip their tires, rode five miles to this Casey's and basically flip bikes up and we we had full sags running into, you know, to storm lake. So now to talk through process of sag, if you've ever had sag before, we load you up and we take you all the way into the overnight town. So, yeah. like there's no just dropping you off in the next town we, we're we're literally taking you all the way in, yeah. so you know if that day's seventy some miles, it's a hundred and forty miles round trip to get those riders in unloaded yeah, and dropped and, and then and, back, yeah, so then you have all your sags tied up well, rewind to year forty nine we had sag drivers as- asleep on the side of the road because there was no <laughs> business for them like, yeah. like it was yeah. just it was like just this this storm of people that wanted to be in um you know. And just the level of, and I hate using the word entitlement sometimes, but there was just, as soon as I flip my bike upside down, where's my sag? Yeah. I, I yeah. want to be in. And, you know, there people thought it was a, a shuttle service. Yeah. Well, I, 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 no, I don't want to go in all the way. I want to just get dropped off in the next town, and then I want to ride a little bit more and then get picked up again. It's like we, we can't sag thousands and thousands and thousands of people every day because you want to ride bits and pieces here. But literally, before the biggest first big hill out of sioux city we had full sags that's rolling incredible. in um you know there was the train tracks there and that train track was rough so we you know it, we had some accidents so it kind of bottlenecked the riders up and then a train went through mm. and really held people up too so i mean there was there was definitely some gaps between that but you know we are trying to figure out our life. You know, we had a three-hour wait at Baggage. We now had full sags the entire day trying to get into to Storm Lake. And, you know, looking back, I was laying in my bed um, that night after we we finally made it into to Storm Lake and the concert was done, thinking, can we do this? Can we physically, you know, figure this out? You know, I'm on Zillow looking at homes in Alaska, thinking <laughs> I'm going to have to move. I mean, it was just, it was just one of those things where – we weren't ready for that. We, yeah. we didn't think that riders would sign up for a bike ride and then, you know, not want to truly ride their bike, you know, long distances. And, you know, it was the first day. I mean, everybody was fresh. Um you know, love or hate e-bikes. There was a lot of e-bikes that we sagged in, not because the batteries were dead, it's because the rider was just done riding for the day. They yeah. don't want they don't want to ride anymore. So okay. we have to rethink how we're doing our sag going forward. You know, we had an amazing SAG team and they got stretched super, super thin, but we've already kind of processed things. If we wouldn't have found a bus company, mm-hmm. I don't believe we could have pulled 50, 50th off. And you know that that day I'm on I'm on phones calling major trucking companies trying to find extra semis because we have a thing called Super seg which if you're on Regbrye, happens you know very few and far between. It's usually for bad weather where we'll send a semi out on the route with a bus and load bikes into a semi just to get people off the road to bring them in. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that week we had two semis and six school buses on route every single day, and I couldn't get riders in fast enough. Yeah. It's no. literally insane. It was, it was, and we, I never even, I was worried about food and water. Yeah. Having enough food and water yeah. for people. I wasn't thinking that, you know, the, the biking side of things would be the problem that would be, would be, or causes most problems. Mm-hmm. So we figured that out. We got a, we got a bus company on route. So instead of us taking, you know, loading people up and driving in to overnight town, we would pick people up on the road and we would have school buses staged in these pass-through towns Mm -hmm. and we would load bikes into a semi we would load butts into the school bus and we would drive them in the day going into coralville which was the hottest day i'm in the back of a semi and i i I tell people it's like the scene from a walking dead where the horde of zombies are like at your (laughs) at your feet and they all have bicycles and they want them on this trailer and i'm grabbing bicycles just to get them in and the unfortunate part is I put and my team put so many unregistered riders bikes into the semi because they just need to get in. And we are are not gonna like tell you, you can't come in. So I'm loading bikes and we were just kind of just doing some basic math. You know, a, a semi can hold about 100 bikes, you know, stacked in there. We feel, based on just talking through things after the week was over, that we sagged five to seven thousand people for the the entire week. So, wow. you know, in, in a in a, a small sag with a van, you could then pass the clipboard around, people write their numbers down, so you know they're a registered rider. And then if they weren't, we could easily say, well, maybe you should, you, know, you should buy a pass for tomorrow. And get them to pay for pay for the service. Well, because there were so many people and a school bus, there were, there was no way of, of mm. passing the clipboard around yeah. to, to capitalizing yeah. on this. Um, I mean, just a lot of people that you know did not bring the the best version of themselves to this ride. And you know, if you think about all the planning that we did, they didn't plan very very well. I mean, we had you know you hear stories of people getting dropped off in Davenport on the Saturday before, and the wife leaves him, goes back to their hometown. You know, states away, and he wants to know how he does regbray. Oh. And the Davenport team says, Well, you have to get to Sioux City. And he's like, Well, where's that at? What's well, four plus hours away? Oh, and, no. and, and all the, you know, all the charters have already left. They wanted to be a part of the 50th, they wanted to be a part of the experience, but there was a lot of riders that just didn't even plan, research. You know, I'm telling you right now, Iowa is not flat. Right. <laughs> it gets hot in Iowa in right. July. And when you are blessed with, you know, Seventy degrees, like in forty-nine, man, embrace that. But just know that's not a normal. Yeah, yeah. it it is hot. Um, You know, I stood and did an interview in one of our towns, and behind the reporter was a thermometer from a um, a bank, and it was a five-minute interview. And I watched that thermometer just click up and click up because uh, it just kept getting hotter and hotter yeah. and hotter. Um, so, yeah, they, I mean, the heat played a major role. And I don't care who you are. I don't care how fit you are. You know, I talked to so many teams that were in great shape, and they struggled. It, w- it was definitely a hard rag But the ones that mailed it in are the ones that caused the most problems. Um, and it was unfortunate. I mean, it was their reg They wanted to, uh, you know, be the – I say seven days of reg break kind of thing and you know see the see iowa in a school bus which was you know in my opinion un- unfortunate but um you know you just you have to have riders that if you do sign up for a ride you have to put the hours in you have to train and you just have to understand that this this ride you know it it, it is going to be hard no matter where you go
0: yeah yeah i mean that's part of the joy of hitting the mississippi river is that you have achieved a massive ride and you have really put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and you made it. You know, you you have to, there's a little pain before
1: the oh, payoff. for sure, yeah. yeah. And just knowing, I mean, RAGBRAI is a bicycle ride. So if um, you're going to sign up to do RAGBRAI, I think hopefully everyone goes into it assuming that they're going to ride their bikes across the state. And that means you have to do a lot of just like... You know, Matt, you have to do a lot of pre-planning for all of us, you know, logistics. If I sign up for RAGBRAI, I've got to plan my my body, adapting to heat, figuring out how to do hills, you know, regardless of what kind of bike I have, like, hopefully everyone goes into the week saying, I'm going to ride, I have trained, I'm mentally prepared, I'm physically prepared. And if you don't have that mindset, I, would, I don't know, I think that maybe you need to really uh, take a look at if ragbri is the right ride.
2: Oh, for sure, and it's just uh, from the scale standpoint. You just can't. I mean, s- so many unregistered riders and support vehicles. Yeah. um You know, and your the day one. You know, I I think of you know Alex Stinkler, who's a state patrol contact of ours, who's fantastic. You know, there was there was a four mile stretch of you know us turning vehicles around in the first meeting town because we had they had. You know, just, I'm just a friend. I want to go say hi to my buddy who's in town. And it's like, well, if you, if he's not dying or he doesn't need help, I need you to move on into Storm Lake. And, you know, the, the best part was the majority of the vehicles had the same 80-year-old man that needed help. <laughs> and it's like, well, the vehicle right behind me, you or know, before you said they had an 80-year-old man they had to pick up. So you must be like, is, is it a grandpa? Do you guys all share <laughs> him? Or what's yeah. the deal? But they, they always had, it was always the, a dad or a grandpa or you know, someone that, ne- that needs help. So we would let him go, but... You know, the amount of vehicles that just came out. And, you know, the unfortunate part, too, is, you know, we, we've we done a lot with the DOT. You know, we have, you know, I would love to tell you that during during the week of Rag Bright, the entire state of Iowa just shuts down and, like, there's no vehicles anywhere else. But there's, people are still living their lives. Right. So the DOT has this, and the county have these, these backup plans. So if there is an accident, this road gets detoured. So we have our bike route, which we want vehicles off. We have a support route that we want vehicles on. And then we have all these other routes that are kind of just in limbo right now with, with, tra- with traffic on. And, you know, we, we partnered with Ride with GPS this year. So we created a turn by turn. So literally you could just hit play it's downloadable. So you don't have to worry about cell service. And if you just listen to her voice and take her instructions, it gets you from where we need you to go from point A to point B. Yeah. Well, they like Siri or they like Google or they, they like somebody else. And then, you know, the, the series of the world and the Googles of the world don't know that we have a bike ride going on. So they're routing them on our route. So then all these vehicles are showing up that we're not ready for. So yeah. we're constantly pivoting and having to shut roads down because people are just coming from everywhere because, you know, they've either listened to those, those two platforms or I, I know this area better than anybody else. So I know the back ways to oh, get sure. in and then yeah. now, now they're here. And so now we're even more cluttered up with things. Where you just look at it and go, if you just listened to us, if you just downloaded the maps, if you just stayed away this day, you wouldn't have been causing all these problems. Yeah. But, you know, after after that day one and and then day two and then looking at the future, you know, and it's kind of on Ragbri. if you can get through Wednesday, you can finish Rag Bri. Yeah. And we had to get through Wednesday, which was... I think by far the most optics on the entire week because of it was going to be the biggest day it was yep. Ames the Des Moines um, you know you had four smaller towns connecting the dots into those communities you had you know people thinking that the route was going to be unsafe the people that were going to die on this 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 day towns were going to be overrun you know all the all these factors and you know from a planning standpoint, knowing that we looked at it even more and dissected even more to make sure we were doing right by the riders and by the state of Iowa. And if you look at that day, the towns that showed up Absolutely hit home runs. For uh, sure, it was it was amazing. And you hear like well, this is one of the best days ever. You know, we closed down um, Highway 69, which is something we've you know, haven't done before closing down major roadways. And the planning process in that was incredible, and the amount of hours that went in, went into that. Um, you know, I stood at a Casey's on Highway 69 and just watched riders roll on brand new, brand new pavement because that road has been under construction oh, forever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you had grown men and women, like this childish feeling they were laughing and giggling and having a good time and they were hot cause it was a hot day but they were so protected the dot was out there you know with their their big trucks and you know providing service but you know everything kind of came together and i stood you know at the the biggest stage i've ever seen with leonard skinner coming to town in in, in a um you know one of our vip suites with air conditioning and like this this weight was like almost like lifted off because i felt like okay we, we did it we we, we made it now we got to get through Thursday and Friday, the two hottest days of the week <laughs> and the hilliest days. Yes. So you like you live in that moment of like feeling good about how things are going, knowing that in 15 hours we're back to where we where we started again, being you know being in in the middle of everything. And you know everything we told the towns from a planning standpoint, you know telling telling towns that you know riders will be up early, you know four or five you'll have some riders that'll be on the roads we had riders on the roads at 2 30 in the morning <laughs> two o'clock in what? the morning trying to get ahead of things and it's like you know being m- me and being you know driven across we're on roads and you, you see these bikes come at you with no lights on and it's pitch black outside but they want to get ahead of it so then they show up in these towns hours before they even open wanting, you know, food and coffee and all this stuff. And the town's like, we're not ready for you. We're sorry. Yeah. So they had, they had to roll on, but we ended up, you know, the, the two biggest days, the two hardest days, it was tough on our teams. And we had the SAG services and we, we did all that. Um, and for me, Friday was, was was a day that I was looking most forward to because it was a band that, uh, you know, I grew up listening to as, you know, in high school and it was Bush and like, this was going to be, it was Coralville. So it was my old stomping grounds with <laughs> shields. So, like I was going to be back home again. And then, you know, one of my, uh, state patrol guys tells me that there's going to be a derecho in Coralville tonight. And I'm like, no way. After <laughs> everything we've dealt with this entire week, there's right. no way there's going to be <laughs> this massive storm. So I jump on my, my phone and it shows pop-up showers and this, then I'm like, oh, we're fine. And then Ann calls me. And says, we're in a meeting right now talking about how we tear down stage and basically evacuate if this storm comes through. And I'm like, so this is true. And, you know, we get into Coralville and I'm sitting in a golf cart with Josh Schomburger, who's kind of leading that process. And we're listening to like the last two or three songs of Plush, the the band that opened for Bush. And there is this black cloud mm. behind the stage. And um, we got a call from Tama Toledo and they said, yeah, 70 mile an hour winds, just it's coming your way. So I hopped in a golf cart and we drove around and it was just so funny from the standpoint of people were just lost in rag brai you tell them, hey, you might want to drop your tent. There's a bad storm coming down. Really? A storm? And it's Here? like <laughs> this black cloud behind <laughs> yeah. us. Like, you don't see this coming. And you know, one guy pulled out his phone and was like, oh, yeah, we should yeah, we need to figure this out. And you know, then the the sirens went off. And you had people looking around like, what do these sirens mean? Like, And Iowans, like, what do we do? Like, We, we grab a beer. We go to the front porch. And like, <laughs> we like, all right, watch let's watch it, it roll yep. in. Yep. You know, where people just didn't know what to do. So then finally, you know, somebody had to go to the stage and say we need you to evacuate now and people evacuated yeah we took shelter and the first kind of first you know thing went through and josh and i went back out and kind of drove around and looked at people everybody was evacuated mm-hmm. and you know i've gone on record multiple times and i'll say it again right now if i ever get to pick a community that has a massive storm i will pick coralville because they are so freaking good at what they yeah. do yeah, 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 and you know there's just you you kind of you process life after Rag Bride, you you think, okay, if we were in this town, it probably wouldn't turned out that well for us. But because Coralville had a plan because Coralville, you know, had, you know, an idea of how to make, how to make this work when it did happen. And you hope that it never happens, but when it does happen Mm -hmm. to see that plan, you know, come to life and, and them execute it. Um, if the storm would have went through, we probably could have pulled off the band because the storm broke up, the band ended up having to leave. So I never got to see Gavin and, and, mm. the, and the boys. Uh, I did get an autograph poster from them, which was really, really cool. But we will always, you know, seeing them perform would have been awesome, but mm-hmm. safety of our riders will always be our number for one. For sure, right. And it's unfortunate that we, you know, we had to pay for a band that didn't get to play. But, you know, to have no one you know, h- you know, hurt. And, you know, I will, I will give credit to Rag Brad Riders. You can tell this is a camping event because there was 70 mile an hour winds and there were so many tents because they p- were put together correctly and anchored <laughs> down <stayed> correctly. <laughs> they stayed up. Yeah. There were some trees that you could just yeah. tell, okay, they didn't know what they were doing. But yeah. man, the majority of the tents you drive by and go, that guy know what he was doing. Yeah. I not know what she was doing. Yeah. But, yeah you know, to, to have that happen. And then, you know, it was two in the morning or whatever time it was. And Josh said, you need to go to bed because our team's got this. You have a ride to do the next day. And we had to get to Davenport to dip. And we ended up dipping in Davenport and the line was the line and people dipped. And I mean, there was people that waited in line because they wanted to dip to right. say that they did it, that missed their charter going back because I, I need to dip. I have to dip to say that oh, I, wow. I've, I've done yes. this. Um, and we did the you know the medallions that everybody got to the challenge coins, whatever you want to call them. But I mean, just to, to see people that when they got there and everything that they you know endured with the heat and everything that, you know, our teams endured, it was like, I have to see this water. I have to put my tires mm-hmm. in to say that I, I truly, uh, you know, I've, I've accomplished this and uh, cause they could, they could have easily left. Sure. It meant so much to them to, to dip their tires and get, to get the pictures to, to prove to everyone that they did do it, that they waited in those lines. And um, but no, I, I mean, after you're done and you get time to process and you, you look back I mean there were so many things that our team can be very happy about the, all the you know all the trips across the state all the planning that we did there was a lot of opportunities that, that I'll call them that happened that you know will set us up for success in 51 and beyond things that we learned that we didn't know of that we, we now have systems in place but you know everything everything that happened on 50 it, 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 it you know it pulled our team in some different directions and like you know I said day two I didn't know if we could finished pulling it off and we ended up doing it but um to look back and you know to be able to pull off this event where you had 50 to 75,000 people mm-hmm. on the roads every day and to get people ac- across the way we did and overcome you know obstacle after obstacle w- was pretty impressive but you know it's I got home on Sunday after the ride and then my wife took us on vacation on Monday and we went to South Dakota And we were around Sturgis. So I went from (laughs) (laughs) one bicycling event to another. And I tell you what, I will will choose Ragbri over Sturgis every single day.
1: (laughs) Well, it's so nice to like, um, you know, listen to your perspective because, you know, being somebody who is out there riding, like when I look at Ragbri 50, it's epic in itself because it's Ragbri 50. But like in, you know, five years or 10 years from now to be able to be like, that's right. Not only did I ride RAGBRAI 50, I also survived a super bad storm. I survived hills. I survived heat. heat yeah. And I got to see river to river. Like, it's just, yeah. I, I hope that I'm not the only one out there that can, f- has those same feelings of like, you know what? We did it. Yeah, I think it means, I mean, it
2: means a lot to so many people. And you 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 hear things and you talk to riders afterwards. And we even talked to riders that were on pre-ride with us that rode pre-ride and the ride. And it was two totally different rides for sure same yeah. roads just the weather was the, the you know it was so it was, different. It was mm-hmm. so different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and those guys said it, it was one of the toughest rides i've ever i've ever done you know, you talk to some of the party teams and they tell you tell me i know you're not going to believe this we're not drinking any alcohol today we're just drinking water and we can't keep up because it, right. it was so hot right but the thing that i think is probably the most magical and the, the thing i'm the most proud of is hearing the stories of outside in the rural iowa farm after farm house after house free water free beer oh, yeah. free shade sprinklers just come talk to us hang out yep. um that's what's magical about rag brag mm-hmm. you know to be able to pull into somebody's yard and there's free beer which wow i mean that's fantastic there's free water there's free shade just just come hang out you can't get that experience anywhere else and you know iowans knew that it was hot mm-hmm. you know yeah because we live here we understand iowa gets hot and iowa has hills because nobody else understands this <laughs> so We got to take care of our riders. So to be able to offer that service was another great way of, you know, our pulling this ride off because they were helping us out. So Mm -hmm. it was was fantastic.
1: Yeah. Truly special. And I'll, um, just speak for myself. Like I'm going to do RAGBRAI regardless of where it goes. You know what I mean? But it is still such a special time to know that you're putting in all this work right now so that we can hear the route in January and then we can ride it again in the end of July. So I guess I'll, uh, speak on behalf of all the riders. Thank you for all that you do.
2: Yeah, thank you. It's uh, it's uh, it's definitely magical, and it means so much to so many people, and we'll, I'll be stressed, but <laughs> it, I'm doing it because I want to make sure it's done right, and we, we owe it to so many people that found it year one last year or the one that's been on route for as long as they can remember being on yeah. route. So, um, no, we'll, we'll, we'll put the time in for sure.
0: And I just want to say real quick, as a representative of the ragbri staff, we really pulled it off this year and Woo-hoo. the blood sweat and tears that our team put into this ride i mean can't go without mention we can't say it too many times i mean truly incredible especially for a team where some of these people were they've done ragbris before as a perspective as a committee member or as a writer but never as a part of the Ragbri staff right and so quote unquote first timers to be doing this and to the extent that they went it was just truly impressive and made me so proud to be a part of the team. And I just want to give everybody on the staff a huge shout out because we pulled it together. We pulled it off
1: in through the tough times and the good times.
0: Yeah.
2: Awesome. I'll echo that. That was awesome. Yep. For sure.
1: Matt, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And, um, we're looking forward to hearing where you're going to take us next year.
2: Sounds good. Thank you, ladies.
1: Well, listeners, that is it for this week. We both want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Just Go Bike podcast. And if you'd like to contact
0: us with a comment about the podcast, or maybe you have a topic in mind, you can reach us at justgobikepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also follow us on social
1: media at Just Go Bike on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, especially if you're a fan. And if you have any extra time, pop on over to the Morphology podcast for more bike adventure interviews. All right, that's a wrap. We'll be back next week. Until then,
0: just just go go bike. bike!